get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Rutherford and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Alex Ferrario. It is BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. Blues and Sabres in action tonight as Buffalo comes to town to wrap up the seven-game homestand. And we head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line now to talk with one of my favorites. He was a Blues defenseman for 14 years, and he's one of my favorite Blues alumni to talk with, and that is Barrett Jackman. Jax, 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 Jax. Barrett, how are you, buddy? How are you today? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic, and I thought this would be the perfect time to have you join us because I got your uh, your buddy Jeremy Rutherford in studio, which is always a good thing, right? Yeah, we use that term very loosely with JR, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jackson, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. It, it's great to talk with you, buddy, and there's a lot to, that I want to break down with you, uh, specifically about this Blues team, but if we could start off broad, what have your thoughts been about this Blues team this season? Uh, you know what? I think when they've played some really good teams, they've they've shown what type of team they can be. Uh, they always raise their uh, their level of play who they're playing against, and unfortunately, they uh, you know the same way with some of the the weaker teams in the league. They uh, they kind of get a little bit surprised. It seems like, and um, you know, it's it's been a an up and down season. It's kind of the way the NHL is these days, but. You would like to see a little bit more consistency in, in uh, you know, the, the way that they uh, they come out in uh, each and every game. Barrett, we can sit here for 15 minutes like we did the last segment and try to break down this defense and what do they need and can you get more out of these guys and in front of the net. Obviously, we saw that defensive unit in 2018-19, terrific, especially that second half. When you look at this defense and you understand what Doug Armstrong was trying to do when he put it together, you know, where do you see the shortcoming and can these players as they're constructed be a defense that can be on, on a contender because these are long-term contracts and it's going to be hard to move these guys. What do these guys need to do to be an effective defense? I think they have to use what they have. Uh, you know, they don't have a lot of guys that are, you know, six foot five and, and uh, you know, pillars of strength. Uh, they got uh, some, some smaller uh uh, smarter players that are good skaters. So you, you got to use uh, what you have. Uh, now, if you're in front of the net, if if you're a guy that's supposed to overpower and and uh, you know battle and box out, that's what you do. If you're a smaller guy, you have to be uh, you know a little bit smarter in, in your positioning and and you know getting uh, getting in the right position to to tie up a stick or 
or get to a loose puck quicker than the uh, the guy that's uh, you know trying to put it in the back of your net. I know we got a lot to ask you here uh, in this interview, but I, while we're talking about this, uh, what do you think about Tyler Tucker, young guy, seventh round <laughs> draft pick, physical guy? I'm sure the nights that you're watching, uh, you like him. You probably like the snarl. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tyler Tucker? Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, you know, he, he's not the most mobile on the back end, but uh, he brings it every night and. Uh, I remember the first uh, first game I was watching him play. I had to uh, text Otters, uh, ask him who he was, and he said he was a young Bear Jack. And I'm like, yeah, he's probably got more skill than I do. But uh, you know, I definitely like the way that he plays. He plays with an edge and uh, not afraid to drop the mitts. And uh, you know, he's uh, he's fun to watch. He's he's put something in there that uh, you know when Bortuzzo's out of the lineup. Uh, uh, you get that snarl and you, you, you get a little uh, physicality, so it's always good. Jax, I want to go back to boxing out in front of the net. And again, we're talking with Barrett Jackman, former Blues defenseman, Blues alumni with us here on BK and Ferrario. I, I feel like fans talk about boxing out in front of the net for defensemen like it's one of the easiest things to do in sports. But when it comes to hockey, I, I feel like there is an art to that for players. From a player's perspective, how difficult is that in terms of making sure that you're tying up that player in front of the net, but you're not tying them up like you used to tie them up. There's a little bit more of an art so you don't get penalties called against you. Absolutely. You know, it all depends on what, uh, you know, what type of defense the, uh, the coaches want to, uh, you know, sometimes a coach will say front the uh, front, the shot and get in front of the, uh, uh, the, the player in front of the net. And, and that's takes a lot of sacrifice in your body and, uh, eating pucks and, and uh, blocking, but if the puck gets behind you, then it, it's pretty tough to uh, uh, to get the rebound before the uh, you know the forward. But uh, there's another time where you could be uh, you know playing in behind. You tie up the stick, and you gotta you know your timing's got to be on, and and you got to be aware of where the puck is, where it's coming from, and and uh, you know just that uh, that timing and and you know strength and technique. So. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just uh, you know you, you grab them around the waist and you toss them out of there. It's it's a lot of uh, moving moving the hips, tying up sticks, getting the timing right, and and uh, you know just bearing down too. Barrett, we're probably, what, five weeks away from the trade deadline. You were a part of a lot of teams, a lot of rosters where, you know, it starts to be a lot of outside noise. Of course, there is uh, this year with Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, Ivan Barbashev. The list goes on with some of these unrestricted free agents. What's it like to be in the locker room at this time of year, but in particular with such top players like Tarasenko and O'Reilly being mentioned in those conversations? Yeah, I've uh, been around it a lot. Uh, seen some good friends uh, leaving the deadline, and uh, you know, seeing Big Walt and Dougie Waite and uh, some of these other guys. It's you know, you, when you got a big name guy uh, behind, you're you're kind of hovering around that uh, you know 500 or getting into the playoffs. You, you know that somebody is probably going to go just to to mix things up and and you know think about the future too. So. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough, but you know, Army's got a, got a vision. He's, he's always thinking uh, short term and long term and, and trying to help the team uh, best he can. So, uh, I'm sure he's listening to every deal that's, uh, on the table. If it makes sense, so he'll, he'll pull the trigger. If it doesn't, he'll, uh, you know, he'll, he'll roll with what, uh, what he's got. Did you feel, and I know you don't know what's going to happen, that's up to uh, Doug Armstrong, but do you feel like this team, this franchise is transitioning into that Robert Thomas, Jordan, Cairo kind of, they're going to become the, the eventual leaders of this team, and maybe this is a transition period where you could lose an O'Reilly and or Tarasenko? 
Yeah, it's uh, you know it's one of those things you you want to uh, you know you want to build the team the right way. Uh, those two great uh, young players with uh, you know that long term contrast. And, you know, Army's looking at uh, it being a, a steal of a deal in a couple of years, and, and hopefully that's true. But um, you know, sometimes you get to make tough decisions with some of your veteran guys that have been around for a long time and. You know, if you get a first-round pick and you get, uh, you know, maybe a player that will fit uh, within your team, then, you know, you make that deal. But there is definitely a transition period of of uh, some of the older guys are, are going to be, uh, you know, kind of let loose to, to move on. And, and uh, you know, the younger guys have to step up and, and really show that it is their team. Uh, we've got a couple more minutes with Barrett Jackman, former Blues defenseman with us here on BK and Ferrario. Jacks mentioning that of the younger players stepping up and realizing that this is their team, kind of the passing of the torch. You've been in locker rooms when that happens. You've seen the passing of the torches happen in the National Hockey League. Is that a difficult process for a team that's trying to stay competitive to also kind of groom those younger players into growing into that role? Uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's a different thing, especially, you know, nowadays the, the NHL is so young. So, you know, when I was playing, it was, you know, transitioning from, uh, from the old man, Al McInnes to, uh, uh, to some of the younger guys. But, uh, uh, now it's all, you know, guys are, you know, if you're 30, 31 years old, you're, you're kind of old in the league. So, um, I think it's a little bit easier to, to have those, those groups that are in the same, uh, you know, kind of wavelength of, of, uh, of their careers. But uh, you, you do have to, uh, you know, kind of emerge as a guy that, you know, is going to put everything on the line. Uh, you know, Robert Thomas is, yes, we go out there and block shots and, and, you know, maybe not score for a few games because you, you got the toughest competition and we want you to lock it down. And, you know, he's got to be that guy that takes pride in that. And Cairo, too, if, you know, you say, hey, you might not score, but you're going to play some defense. Uh, but you got to find a way to, to, to do everything. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you, you, you know, you, you got to kind of put your own, you know, personal goals aside and, and be a leader and, and do what's right for the team. Jax, I went to the Blues Hall of Fame dinner a couple weeks ago at the Missouri Athletic Club, and I thought it was a major omission that neither McKinnis nor Pronger mentioned you as a Amen. mentor or a big influence <laughs> on uh, their careers and why they got into the Hall of Fame. What do you think about that? Were you waiting for them to say something and it just never came? Or You know, sometimes you have a guy who don't fight a lot. I don't appreciate who takes care of you. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, they're uh, uh, both awesome, awesome people, very deserving, and a little bit more time on the ice with Al than I did with Prongs, but uh, uh, both of them uh, taught me uh, a lot about the game and, and uh, things away from the game, too. And Bear Jackman will one day be in that Blues oh, yes. Hall of Fame. Uh, I am a voter, and uh, you know it's going to be hot and sticky and summertime around here pretty soon in the next uh, few months, I guess, Jax. There's this place called Ted Drew's, and you know you can always buy some votes with some concretes if, uh, if you're interested. <laughs> I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jax, one more before we let you go. We got this text from a texter, and I think this is an awesome way to end it. Tage Thompson's coming into town tonight, and of course, Tage has taken the NHL by st- storm this season with his goal scoring ability. How would a Barrett Jackman defend a Tage Thompson? Uh, give him absolutely no space. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you got to, you know, kind of hit through his hands because he's so big and so lengthy that, uh, you know, if you're trying to play the puck on him, he's, uh, uh, he's very shifty. He can control the puck so well. So you got to be, uh, through his hands and, 
you almost have to be, uh, you know, a couple feet away from them at all times and, and not give them that time and space. And, uh, I would definitely, if it was me, I'd be, uh, give him a lot of cheap shots, uh, when he <laughs> least expects it. I was going to say, that's how you defend him in 2023. How would Barrett Jackman defend him in 2003? <laughs> a lot of stinky mitts to the face, right, Jax? Uh, yeah, and a lot of forearm shivers in the kidneys, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of tricks that uh, I haven't taught my son yet, just so he doesn't get uh, get suspended. <laughs> Jax, we always love talking to you, buddy. Thank you so much for taking some time out this afternoon. Uh, enjoy this game tonight, and we'll be talking with you again real soon. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Take hey. care.